You can support the Dungeon Masters Dojo in some very simple ways. Be patronizing, like Lou, and become a patron on Patreon and unlock exclusive patron content. Or if you're like Scott and long-term commitment is an issue, you can buy a Sasaki, shop our merch page for DMD swag, or use our drive through RPG affiliate link next time you shop drive through RPG. Or visit us on the web at the DungeonMastersDojo.com. There, you'll find links to all the above. Don't forget to email us and say hello. Thanks for listening. Uh, Scott, dude, what's with the turtleneck beret and pipe? Uh, don't forget the John Lennon sunglasses. You look ridiculous. It's called Fashion Lewis. If you must know, I've been taking acting classes to be a better role player. I'm an actor now, like Morgan Freeman. Take those damn sunglasses off. You're indoors. It's five more ways to get your players to role play this week on the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your dungeon masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Real gentlemen don't wear sunglasses indoors. Or a hat. High fashion gentlemen do. And a beret doesn't qualify as as a hat. What is it, a forehead diaper? It's... <laughs> It's headwear. It's a fashion piece. Or even a turtleneck like in this weather? Scott. Yeah, it really? is a little warm. Yeah, you're an ass, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pumping. I didn't say it. <laughs> That's because it was clever. Oh! Wow. Wow. <clears throat> yes, we do love each other. Yeah, <laughs> mostly. Well, it tolerates more like it, but... So the key to getting your 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 players to role play... Uh, Take acting classes. <laughs> well, and, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not not quite. There's there is less expensive ways of, of of doing that. Let's go over a few of those points, shall we? Yeah, I know. You know, with with all these actors out there now playing D and D on social media, right? You now all these high profile people are playing playing D and D. Yeah, there's a bunch of them out there yeah. now, but um, not all play D and D. Uh, some of them get uh, fired into space in a giant penis. Um, Yay! So it, it can seem pretty daunting to a new player to kind of test their role playing chops after watching the Matt Mercers and Joe Manganiellas and all these, you know, all these these actors that are trained actors playing D anD D. But you know, I mean, not all of us, after all, are trained actors. But the good news is, you you don't have to be, right? No, you do not. Uh, proof positive that uh, your normal run-of-the-mill people can be content creators, right? We're doing it. Um, I wouldn't say we're doing it well, but we're doing it. We're doing it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Well enough for people to keep, like, referring back to us, I guess. We have a small army of very bored individuals that have nothing better to do with their time than to (laughs) listen to a bunch of senile old men talk about playing games. 
I think there's a lottery out there somewhere going, all right, we, we have to guess which one's drunk this week. Oh, I was going to say, which one's going to go first? <laughs> <laughs> no, not a ghoul pool. <laughs> More like a drool pool. But. <laughs> yeah, so we talked about five ways to get your, your, uh, your players to role play, right, on another episode. But five just kind of scratches the surface, doesn't it? Oh, I mean, yeah. There's yeah, a whole yeah, lot of other things that you can have in your DM's tool belt in addition to those five which are probably some of my favorites. We're just kind of hitting the high points. Yeah, yeah. And and this is enough to really get you going mm-hmm. and test it out and develop some of your own uh, skills at getting your players to really invest in their characters and do some role-playing because when role-playing is happening at the table, it's a much better game than if it's not. Well, it is con- called tabletop role-playing game. It's it's, so it's kind of like it's really in the in, name and everything. Name, yeah. <laughs> so it, it should be there. Um, it, it's easier for easier for kids. Oh, yeah. Cause, well, they're role-playing all the time. Yeah. As you get an adult, you, you kind of have a tendency to lose your imagination and your, your tendencies or willingness to slip into characters. But they also don't suffer from the inhibitions that we do. Right. What's that word? Exactly. I- inhibitions, yeah. It's, um, Could you clarify? I, I, it's very freeing. I'm not, I'm not familiar with this word. It's being free. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But one of the things I've one of the things I've I've found with I mean, having played for for forty some odd years, that gamers that have been playing for a while, they they have they have no such inhibitions. They have no no concern of being embarrassed or being embarrassing. They uh they which, just, which is evident by the multiple times you've mentioned how you were talking to yourself in character, fleshing things out as you're driving with other people looking at you, trying yeah. to figure out what the like, hell what? is this whack job I'm, doing? Yeah. I don't see an earbud, so it can't be normal. Yeah, and, and that it's not <laughs> um, by by today's modern standards. In the ancient world, I would have been thought of as gifted. Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> But today, I'm just nuts. That's okay, though. Um and I'm not taking medication for it. You should. Be, no, because then that's <laughs> going to stifle all my creativity. Uh, so I We don't want him stifled. Heck no. Showers what? would be so boring. There's sometimes where he could be stifled. <laughs> well, that's that's a whole other subject. We'll get into that later. <laughs> this is yeah, let's probably Yeah, not. we'll 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 gloss right past that. But it's, you're not talking about some like David Carradine shit, are you? <laughs> We're moving on. We're, yeah, we're moving on. All right, let, let's start this off, shall we? Let's let's get into our five points. Num- five more. Five more points. Number one, or is it six? Either way, insist your players speak as their characters in the first person, or in Lou's case, the third person, because he likes to piss everybody off with that. Sometimes but, he'll do that, yes. Yeah, yes. Really important, right? Yeah. Um, well, it, it, it aggravates me when people turn, my character is going to do this. My character is going to do this. My character, and I'll look at him and go, okay, then do it. Yeah. Role play it. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. Role play it. Well, I want to tell him, don't tell me you're going to tell him. Tell, tell him. him. Yeah. Tell, have your character tell him. And, uh, and I'll, I'll force that point on him a lot of times. And not you, your character. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Have your character talk to his character. No, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to say to you. I turned yeah. to Magnar, the f- the something broadband, and <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> well, we know who's winning the pool this week. <laughs> no more beer for you. And no the more. lucky it's number probably. is Scott. So I, I yeah. Ooh, you're welcome, guys. If you happen to have your money on me, uh, I expect at least 10%. Yeah, so I, I, I turned to uh, Magnar, flowing hair, and I say whatever I say. Now, well, let's hear what you're going to say. I'm going to... How do people know what you're going to say if you can't even give an example? Right. What conditioner dost thou useth? For thine hair is... The flowing silver locks. It's all natural. It's all natural. <laughs> oh, so he uses pigeon shit. Yeah. Dawn dish soap. <laughs> uh, but speak as your character, right? Uh, not that I'm going to, or he's going to, or she's, it's, speak the words that My character wants to, you know, uh, uh, it drives me nuts. It's not, it. it's not, it's not like saying Kalevala. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to hit that gnome. Walk hit, up and hit the hit gnome. Hit that gnome. Yeah. Yes. It's it's important that you do that. That that's that's where the immersion begins. That's where your players are going to uh, become the character that that they designed, right? What's the point of spending all this time and effort to build a character if you're not going to embrace it in its fullest? Well, keep remember, it's not necessarily it's not a a character on a, a piece of paper. You're building a persona. Yeah. Adopt the persona. That's the best way to put it. Be the person. And that in you know, and that way when you speak in the first person, you're speaking as that persona, not as the player, as the character. And just remember that, you know, the, the piece of paper in front of you is a representation of the person you're trying to portray. This is just reminder notes of where you need to be and where you're gonna be going. Don't keep looking at your character sheet going, Oh, I have an intelligence of thirteen. How smart am I? You're smart if you have a 13. Yeah, really 13's you know, average, a little bit above average. Right? You're not a genius, but you're not an idiot either. So just play your character. Now, if you want to play your stats, that's fine. A lot of people will have dump stats or, or they'll play the min-max and they'll play to those points. But those are you people, usually your players that are a little bit more seasoned. So they'll know how to play to those. But when you're first starting out, you're usually right there in that 10 to 15 range, which is average, above average on every stat. So just... Just be you, but be you in the other persona. You know, you don't have to try to be stupid. You don't have to be try to be smart. Just be your character. Yeah, and you can take a lot from like theater and TV. And, and granted, by doing so, doesn't mean you have to be as 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 good as those people portraying those characters. But watch them. Nobody up on the stage ever says, "I'm going to walk over here and I'm going to do this," or "I'm going to walk over there and I'm going to talk to so and so." Right. They walk over there and they do that, and they do that in their character. Think of it the same way. Yeah, you're, 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 at you're the acting table. out a play. You're just not yes. walking around. You're sitting, but yeah, it's just a play with a table full of hot pockets and Mountain Dew and Funyuns and Funyuns. Yeah, our age, hot pockets and Funyuns. The next day, it's really dangerous. Yep. Yeah, that's not good. So uh, Jello and um, tapioca. 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 No, that's there's no Jello. Stuff. No Jello. Tapioca. Tapioca. Some good that's, stuff. That's my jam, man. That's how you know you're old. <laughs> yeah, I like tapioca when I was a kid. And I again, I've never been a kid, so I guess it kind of pans out, right? I actually was at one point in time, and I did enjoy tapioca. It's good stuff. I like the texture. Yes. Texture. Large pearl is best. Yes. We're going to move on. <laughs>
DMs. Important. Listen. Really important. Address your players by their character's name. Not Lou. Roll initiative. Who's Lou? Exactly. Right. Graven. Okay, let me get What do dice. you do? I pull my gun out and I shoot him. That is the answer to every Graven question I've ever asked. Yeah, pretty way. much. Or I'm building a bomb. <laughs> that's that, that's the other one. Or, well, the one I can that I really like is when um they were sat down that bowl of worms in front of us, those orcs, and I said because I didn't think they spoke common, I'm not eating this garbage. Only barbarians do. And then shit hit the fan, and I said, well, I'm walking across the table because he challenged me, and I walked across the table, and. Accepted his challenge. Accepted his challenge. Immediately. Bye. <laughs> we won't go that far. We'll leave the suspense. By shooting him. In the face. <laughs> um, which is which was good role play because yeah. that, that was, um, not only was it really funny because then I got to, I got to have a really big battle in the middle of an orc camp, which was very gratifying for me. But, Even if it was unanticipated. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was, okay, this is what, this is what, the character would would do it's not like he's stepping outside of the persona he created correct for that because character. he was he thought he was above everybody else he was proper and he wasn't eating barbaric food i just had this image of Vern troyer in like period garb with a gigantic pistol with a long barrel <laughs> waddling across the table and and gunning someone down that's the same vision i had <laughs> So address your players by their character's name. Once your players sit down at the table and the game opens up, they are no longer Bill or Lou or Marcus or Korik or Sin. They're Graven, Kasim, Iskander, Doriana. And make your players do the same thing. When they address when one When they another. address one another and dress one another, you know, character name to character name. Don't, you know, all right, Lou, what, what's Graven going to do? You know, no, 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 no. no, no. As a matter of fact, I think it was Marcus and then Bill put these um, place cards together. Yes. So, like, when we first start out, because when you first start out, you're not remembering everybody's name. We're, so, we have place we're cards. We're getting to that. Okay. Let me take that back. <laughs> take that back. I take it back. Edit that out. Why you get? Don't get ahead. I, am read, I? Read yeah, this, you didn't read the. Read the bullet points, Lou. You know I don't read bullet points. I know you don't read. <laughs> oh, I read. I just don't bullet read. Bullet points. You, bullet points. That's the purpose for the episode outline, Lewis, is so that we can do that sort oh, of thing. Oh, I see it. I so, see it so now. There, yeah. I glossed over it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you glossed. <laughs> so character names are important because it helps reinforce keeping them in the moment and in character. Uh, repeatedly, as people are constantly referring to one another in their character names, then at, Game Master included, that keeps everyone immersed in into their character. And it, so yeah. it's important to do so. Game Masters, it's your job to set the tone. Yep. Set the table it tone. Um, and that is that is one way of doing that. It's a one good way. It's big a big way. Not only setting yeah. the tone, it's setting a habit. Yeah. Because if the DM doesn't do it, if he's calling, if I'm, if I'm running a game, I'm saying, Scott, Bill, Marcus, everybody else, why, would it, why should everybody else do it? Right. right. Lead by example. Yep. yep. Absolutely. And it'll become it'll it'll like you said it'll just become a habit. The more often you play, the less you'll hear players' names. The more you'll hear characters' names, and the more they will become immersed in their character. It seems like really small, and it like it's not going to have any impact whatsoever. But you'd be surprised at how big of an impact 
that it does have. Well, I've seen times where we've gone, finished the game, gone out into the parking lot. We usually bullshit before everyone takes off. And people are still addressing each other in the parking lot after the game in character name. It's habit forming. Yeah, and that's that's a good habit. That's the habit you want to have. Now, there's another point that we've gone over a gazillion times, but it bears repeating. And there's a reason. A character backstory is important for role-playing, and every character should have one. And it doesn't matter if it's large or small, but you got to have something to start with. Right. Um, it, it, adds, it adds that extra layer. It adds that flavor to the character that would be missing if they didn't have a backstory, right? Everybody's got a past. Well, it, it, it offers reference yeah. points. Yep. It, it's your it reference points that you're building your character off of. And we do have an episode on backstories. We talk about it all the time. Matt Fillion, who is a wonderful author and a wonderful person, was gracious enough to join us mm-hmm. and um, for that episode. And, I mean, it's what he does for a living. Yeah. Right? I mean, he writes characters. He writes you know, he, books. He writes and, book. Yeah, and, and he, the first half knows. of the book is backstory. <laughs> Every every character has to have a backstory at some point. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be big, it doesn't have to be sweeping. It's not gone with the wind. If you're not much of a writer, that's fine. Bullet points. Bullet points. Bullet points. At for a creative DM, that's even better. I want to see like ten good bullet points. Don't give me a lot of background because then I could take artistic license. You know, then <laughs> then I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and make it so that we say this all the time, right? We don't want to see what kind of backstory fucking orphans. Yeah. You're not an orphan. This is a little orphan, Annie. It's overused. Stop it. Yeah. I usually, I see that. I throw it back and I'm going rewrite. Yep. Or I will give you a family you didn't know you had. Yeah. And boy, it's going to be dysfunctional. (laughs) I, and what I think makes a wonderful character and makes a wonderful, um, hero is their imperfection i don't want to see perfect heroes that's boring yeah i want to see someone that did some shady shit at some point in time maybe regrets it now and is trying to make up for it i want to see someone that's real lou has this contemplative look i was just thinking about the uh, backstory for another character i have when Uh. he said that i was like oh okay Yeah, it it, it made something click. Well, I mean, you have your high points and you have your low points, and they're both good plot points for your game master. And they're going to have a lot more fun with the negative plot points because, you know, in real life, you don't learn from your successes. You learn from your failures. Right. And your characters are going to be the same way. So they're, they're trying to rectify. They're trying to reconcile. They're trying to pay homage or something that has happened in their past that has left an indelible mark on their personality and their thought processes. And that's what the game master wants to build off of. That's what he, where he, why he wants the, the backstory. So he can include you, your character in the oversweeping plot. And if everything goes right, then you're right. It's boring. Yeah. It's the first season of Star Trek, the next generation. (laughs) And nobody liked that except for Gene Roddenberry. But yeah, we, we had our first seven year um, campaign that we did with our, our week long gaming getaway. We had the, we had two tables full of just characters that were, they weren't heroes, 
but they did heroic things. They were just broken individuals that were that were grossly imperfect. They weren't villains by any stretch. No, they were just simply fucked up. They were they were dysfunctional. <laughs> yeah. They were you know, we had um we had Mullef at one extreme the extreme right who was a zealot and rigid and Len at the extreme left who did a bunch of really shady crooked stuff kill the people that um was just that was his that was his role and then in the middle was Kai C who was a little bit of both he was like the bridge between the two of those extremes and he had uh he had poisoned someone and killed them out of out of revenge and there were all these these other just damaged people. Lanier near was inches away from being a a villain, and mere inches. Yeah, yeah. and Solinar was just a a broken power, power, hungry, power mage. hungry. Yeah, yeah. power hungry is the in and they were wildly entertaining because they were so imperfect. So when you design your backstory. Make sure that there's some imperfections there to add depth to the character. And with that depth comes role-playing opportunities. Because if you are the the uh, pillar of morality, paragon of virtue, paladin astride the white stallion, and everything you do is good, and you're good at everything, and you're wonderful, you've just become one of those shitty Steven Seagal characters from his <laughs> shitty-ass movies, and nobody likes those movies except for Steven Seagal, um, and they're boring and they're dreadful, so don't be don't be a Steven Seagal character. No, by no means. Yeah. Do something. We'll with, start with, I mean, you need a bigger horse because... Yeah, <laughs> just Steven Seagal's about as big as a, a horse. About as big as a and, horse. And Steven, if you're listening, please don't, please don't come and kick my ass because that would be... <laughs> It would be an honor. He'd have, to, <laughs> he'd have to catch you first. He'd have to catch me first. Yeah, yeah there's a, and uh, even in your, um, I'm a speedster. <laughs> Comparatively speaking, yeah. yeah. Well, until you get the downhill, like, if he goes into a roll, you're doomed. I'm, I'm, I'd be like Indiana Jones. <laughs> Hug the but curb; that, it'll go right yeah, over but you. That, yeah, but that was. Yeah, that was, play dead. He'll just maul you a little bit. <laughs> Hopefully, he won't eat you. That's awful. <laughs> unless, Shame unless, you, on you. unless you have like, one good. of those ketchup packets in your pocket and it breaks, then you're yeah, doomed. <laughs> you smell like a buffet. Gonna, one of these days he's going to come <laughs> kicking in the door and he keto the shit out of us, <laughs> which would be cool if we got, we we'll put it on Patreon. If that, yeah. happens. <laughs> uh, I'll take, I'll take an ass whooping from Steven Seagal to get, get a little revenue in here. You know, <laughs> it may take a day or three to it do may, it. it, it may, <laughs> Well, you got to take constant breaks. I'll make sure there's a chair for him to sit yes, down and rest. Sit down. He, does, he does a lot of that in his movies too. A lot of sitting. Uh, but we, as we often do, we we digressed. Character backstory of extreme importance for role playing. Take the time and do it. DMs insist your characters do it, even if it is just bullet points, because that's going to come in handy with the side plots that we discussed that every character should have in our last episode on role-playing. Absolutely. Hey, Lou, why don't you do the next point for us? Uh, yeah, Lou. PT name tag character. See, this is why I skipped over it. It's supposed to be put name tags and characters' portraits in front of 
your players. Oh, you know what? Oh, yeah, that is uh, actually player, but I'm st- I'm so used to when I'm writing things, PT means patient. <laughs> so that was just oh, my and there's tons too. of patience here at this table. <laughs> Try that one again. I fixed it. <laughs> player name tags. Player name tags and character portraits in front of other players. In front of your players. Front, I don't have my glasses on. Here, let me put them on. Hold on. They're like right there. Put your glasses in. You're not 20 anymore. You haven't been 20 in like 40 years. That looks a little bit better. Oh, good. <laughs> you need a bigger screen? Should no. we put it on Pato Vision behind Bill? No, we're good. On the 60-inch screen? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, player name tags and portraits do help. They do. Could you give us an example? Well, I remember this one year where Marcus and Bill came up and had these little, what were they called, Bill? Plastic placards. Yeah, the plastic yeah. pop. Pl- pl- I'm not drinking them more either. Um, <laughs> it's scary one. I'm the sober one. The plastic placards. Yep. And um, the next thing we knew, we all knew, we all had characters with our, our all our stats on our side, yep. but our name and our portrait was on the other side. Yep. So a I can do, oh, Bill's playing Muller. Oh, Scott's playing Kalevala. I didn't have to think about it the first couple of times. I just, you know, because we're always looking down at the table. Right, yeah. It's always right in front of you. And that's a, um, Bill's got a quick tip on yes, that. Yes, uh, I think it was the first year. Yeah, it was tip. really early on on those. Yeah. Um, but these these were, we, we use a plastic, like, placard that sits, you know, in front of our players. My God. Lose. <laughs> Doling out M and M's out of yeah, a jar he's here, dumping them all over the place. Um, <laughs> if you hear chewing, you know why. A uh, plastic placards there that are clear that you could like slide these little cards in, yep. and it had the character portrait, so you had an idea of what the character looked like. I think that's really important to role play, and the character's name, so you always had it in in front of you. And when we went away this past February, we did exactly that. Right. Cause we had brand new characters of what everyone playing. Uh, and we were, we actually made, uh, well, Scott designed and we had him made a whole bunch of figs from hero forge. And we just took the, the portrait from the hero forge website and transferred it over. And that's the picture that went on the front. So when we actually unveiled, showed up for the week long or actually, well, it was our week long where we were, we're, uh, recording live play, everyone had their placard in front of them with the picture that actually was the exact duplicate of the fig that we handed them because they didn't realize we had figs made for them. It was a little gift from us to them. So we had their their figurines as well. And to go along with that, even if you're not ordering from HeroForge, if you're just using that to design it, you could take the yep. snapshot Yep, and just use yep. that still. Yep, but that would be free because, to design. Yeah. Yep. And it's great because you have nice, this nice visual for everyone else. I mean, you've been staring at it a while. You want everyone else to know what you look yeah. like. So this is a nice visual so they can turn around and see who they're talking to. And that helps considerably with the immersion. I have a funny story. It's funny now. It wasn't at the time that I want to share with the listeners. Oh, please do. While you do, I'm going to grab some M&Ms. So we, um, we designed these, these minis and, uh, they're really nice. We had them painted and everything. We got the pre-painted minis from Hero Forge. And we're moving on. <laughs> did you Did you mute? Don't mute me. I did. I mute myself okay. so I gave my M&Ms without crunching into our listeners' ears. Um, and we didn't even we didn't even start playing. Now, this is a $55 mini that's like an inch tall. 
And Lou was playing a grung. Grung are little. So a grung mini is even minier than like the other minis. And Lou is standing there and he drops it from a full like six feet to the hard tiled floor. I think there were like ceramic <coughs> tiles and the arm broke off. The cool arm, the one casting the acid spray spell. Um, and I thought Lou was going to cry. I almost did. I thought I was going to cry. I think you actually did. And the fun part, he, he picked up his fig and he props it up on top of, I don't know, it was a, I don't want to say DM screen, but it, it was something you had, you know, in front of you. And maybe it was the top of your laptop or I think that's it what was it was. something like that, yeah. But he pops up there and someone goes, you know, that's probably a bad idea. Yeah, you're probably right, but it'll be fine. Seconds later, oh shit! Falls down again. Didn't break. <laughs> so the next morning after breakfast, I'm sitting at the table with super glue, a paper plate full of baking soda, and a spoon. So to the casual observer, it looked like I was having a big pile of cocaine for breakfast, <laughs> just like Scarface. But we were able to repair Mokui's broken arm, which is not an easy feat because I have giant fingers. But it was a good job. That's my story. It was not funny at the time. It's funny now. It's funny As a matter of fact, that thumbnail is going to be on this episode of him fixed, not broken. <laughs> What, no before and after photos? I don't think I took any. I was too sad. <laughs> you, I have to admit, you were genuinely despondent. You're sitting there like, um, um. <laughs> the little kid that broke, like, the, the jar in the living room, and Mom goes, what was that? Nothing. He, he just looked around with this, I am so screwed. Look on his face as he's holding the pieces in his hand. I haven't even played with it yet. We literally handed it to him, I think, maybe five minutes before that. Yeah. this is. It was guy. within a five-minute block. Yeah. Of um, him being handed his brand-new fix. He said, what it this, was, is, somebody, this is really some, nice. Somebody said, you're going to drop that. That's what did it. It's always somebody else's Yes, the, the propping it up on this razor-thin edge balanced there precariously around a table full of guys bumping the table and stuff. That didn't have anything to do with this because someone said you were going to drop it. And we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't have figs, a small in the old days, we didn't have the fancy plastic placards. We just literally took a piece of paper and folded, Hi, my name fold, is. folded it into a tent. Put our name on it, a little description, our class, our race, and and that's it. And on the backside, you'd put a lot of quick pertinent information like your AC, your hit points, stuff like that. And we were doing that since way, way, way back when. Yep. We just modernized it for our group, and uh, yeah, it, we're, I think it works out. We're a little fancier bit. now. Yeah, yeah. Back in the old days, it was all pen and paper. That's all. And we graph had. paper. <laughs> you write it on and, graph paper. And Chet would always draw a giant penis. And with his character's name on there, and it would be the most detail phallus ever. Um, but that's Chet. <laughs> that's what it's like when you're 40, right? <laughs> <laughs> Still funny. <laughs> All right. And our last point uh, start simple. You don't need to use a special voice or accent to be effective at role playing, it's just a bonus. 
especially for the, yeah. the game master who's running a lot of NPCs. If you have the skill where you can differentiate your NPCs with uh, some kind of quirk or dialogue or some accent, that helps the players, number one, get them you know, a little bit more involved and identification of who they're dealing with. But as a player, sometimes it's difficult to do this repeatedly and constantly yeah. if you're not a little practiced at it. I got a very nice compliment from a, a young lady that uh, was at our table at Rising Phoenix Game Con. And, Julie? Yeah. Yep. And uh, she said, that was the best crazy eyes on an NPC I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you. Insanity comes easy to me. Doesn't fall far from the tree, does it? Uh, <laughs> one of those instances where he was drunk enough to get that one eye to wander off the one side. <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. <laughs> Sacrifice for my craft. Start with role playing. And then if you could do voices, great. If you can't do voices, you don't have to. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's, you not, can, it's not necessary. It's yeah. not. Well, it, it it helps, but it's not mandatory. I won't say it's not necessary. It's not mandatory. It's, it certainly isn't, um, and you don't want to discourage anybody that can't do a voice well from playing or participating. Absolutely. You can behave as your character would behave and do all those other things we suggested, but it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You, you don't have to be a character actor to do that. Although it is fun watching... One person stick to an Irish brogue or, you know, a Scottish accent or something like that. And eventually the whole table's doing it. It is infectious. Yes. It, <laughs> but, and it will happen. It will happen. It's fun though. Slowly it becomes the BBC. <laughs> You've gone from charging the ziggurat to faulty towers. <laughs> <laughs> And that's five more ways to get your players to role play. We'll see you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.